Welcome to Fintech Fridays. Oh yeah! A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things fintech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. Hey everybody, Mansip Khan here. Back at it again. I mean, I'm back. I'm not back at it again, but I'm just back. I'm back. Welcome to another fantastical episode of the Fintech Friday podcast. Fantastical is now a legal term. I don't know under what country or what jurisdiction. Don't ask me details. I'm I'm just I'm I'm trying to make it into a real word. But uh yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Uh hopefully you're staying safe. Uh hopefully, you know, you're staying away from the Rona. Hopefully you're sanitizing before listening to this episode uh and all that fun stuff. Uh hey, I'm I'm super excited for this guest. Um this is a company that I've heard of from when I first started, like these guys were one of the big dogs of like when I, when I first entered the FinTech space, like three, four years ago, and now they're even bigger than ever. So it's a win-win now that I get to finally talk to somebody from this amazing company today. I got Alistair from Transfrise. Alistair, thank you so much for jo- jumping on the show today. Oh yeah. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, my Sid. Um, uh, awesome intro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so Alistair for the, I mean, you know, my mom does listen to this. Uh, for my mom and like the three or four people that may not know anything about TransferWise or anything of what you do, uh, could you just give us like a brief intro? Yeah, totally. Uh, what's your mom's name? Uh, my, my mom's name is Shaheen. <laughs> Shaheen. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, for you, Shaheen, um, what TransferWise does uh, is, is move money internationally to move it from one currency to another currency. Um, but at a lower price, an honest price, and at a speed that was never thought possible, you know, nine years when, when we were founded back in, uh, back in 2011. And the way that we do it uh, is through a combination of having our own local bank network um, and the technology that we've, we've developed so that we can move um, money around the world in seconds, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then if you compare us on price to, to a bank, a bank can charge up to 5% on, a, on an international transaction. Uh, and we, our average price is, is 0.75. Um, so it's pretty cool what we're doing. Yeah, 0.75. I mean, point, I mean, yeah, 5% to everybody may not sound a lot, but Jesus Christ, does that 5% add up if you're doing like daily transactions <laughs> and that's one person and then you just multiply that oh my god it just yeah like the ba- like just the banking fees in itself is astronomical <laughs> compared to like what the startup rates are are, are going at it's, it's yeah it's it's wild and it's it's uh it's really important to us that everybody understands what they are paying um because there's typically a transaction fee and then there's uh, an additional fee in the exchange rate. Um, you know, when you go on holiday and you're, uh, you're at the airport, you know, a few years ago, you used to get cash out mm-hmm. and the, the advertisement would say um, no fees or free today or, or whatever. And then you'd get an exchange rate to switch your Canadian dollars into, uh, into US dollars or, or British pounds or wherever you were traveling to. Um, but within that exchange rate was the fee. Uh, 
and it's it's not transparent and still unfortunately most of our market most most providers in our market banks and otherwise still do this they still have a hidden spread um, in the exchange rate and that's what transferwise is is all about we use the mid market exchange rate which is um, absolutely what that currency is worth at that particular second uh, and we separate all of our fees away from that exchange rate um, and it's it's you know it's super important to us that uh, customers understand what they're paying yeah no it's I mean edu- if um, one of the more overarching themes um, in the two seasons now three seasons of the show uh, has been education in the fintech space right it's been you know teaching people, making them aware of like, hey, you know, like the why hidden bank fees, um, why transaction fees, why these are so important, why people should be paying attention to it, not only on a consumer level, but if you are a business owner, if you are, um, yeah, if you are a business owner itself, you, these, these little transactions here, there, they might not make sense to you. I mean, you know, like, and in a lot of sense, nor should they <laughs> you have a business to run, right. But understanding where all these little little intricacies come from and like understanding hey you're getting gypped on paying five percent per transaction fee just to send money or to do x y and z it's not good like and it's it's, it's gonna cost you so much more money in the long run exactly and it's uh it's our whole mentality as a company to um to pay pay as you go and pay for the service that you that you get mm-hmm. um and I think that the the sort of OG way of doing it is to charge uh, unsuspecting customers as much as possible um, because they didn't they didn't understand what they were paying because it wasn't clear. Um, and our, our mentality is that you should pay the same for the for the service that you um, that you require. Uh, and uh, I'm very proud to work for Transferwise. I've been here three years now, and I'm still equally proud as when they offered me a job. Yeah. So, uh, Alistair, how did you get started? I mean, like, you know, being the global head of business development and partnerships, I mean, that's, that's no small role, right? Like that's, you have to start at some point, right? Like, how did you, like, how did that whole journey begin? Uh, for me personally, um, (laughs) a while ago, I'm getting older. Um, so I, I took a year, uh, at a bank, a high street bank, and I was part of their back office processing team um, and immediately didn't like it because you were taught one process and you weren't given any ability to enhance or change the process and you weren't given the opportunity to learn a different process because that was somebody else's job. Um, so I, I quickly lost interest in this um, and uh, moved to one of the early fintechs, which was Earthport. Earthport's a payment solution provider um, that was acquired by Visa um, after I left. Uh, and I, I spent 10 years there and I worked through the, the operations team, um, you know, treasury reconciliation uh, and product, and then started working on the client side. And that's what I love doing. You know, I love, love meeting um, prospective customers, existing customers, uh, and figuring out solutions with them. And I always knew about Transferwise uh, in the market, but I, I didn't know that they were they were moving into B2B and um, you know working working with APIs. Uh, and as it goes in in England, I met someone in a pub 
um, <laughs> who works for Transferwise, and uh, he told me that this this was sort of the next next venture. Um, so I applied, and I've, I've been at Transferwise three years now, um, and uh, you know, pushing pushing Transferwise um, from being a you know predominantly consumer um, and small business uh, mm-hmm. provider um, into this platform space. Um, it took took a few years because there's this you know significant work to do to um, to move this forward. But we're we're in a really strong place now um, on the on the non-bank and on the bank partnership side, um, and it's it's super exciting place to work. Right. I mean, uh, to 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 your little point of getting older, I found my I found a white hair in my beard probably a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I I mean I I just turned twenty five recently, so uh i'm now entering i'm now hopping on the same boat uh of of being old (laughs) or as my younger sister says a boomer which makes no sense because i'm a millennial but you know c'est la vie i guess (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i uh i got a first gray hair recently it it was was shattering i i i i froze i just looked in the mirror i'm like dude you're getting old i gotta get it together (laughs) my wife's super excited about it Oh yeah, yeah. Women love the salt and pepper look. That's, it's, I mean, you can love it all you want. Doesn't make me feel better at all. Like it doesn't help. <laughs> I, I I take gray hairs than uh, than it falling out though. Um, I'm, uh, I'm 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 much happier with gray hairs than no hair. Yeah, no, that's hey, you know what? That's that's fair. So why did the B two B side interest you a lot more than the consumer side? Because not many people think like not many people get very excited about business to business, right? There's very, very small percentage of people get excited for business to business. Why were you so excited for the business to business side? Uh, good question. I, because I believed I had, you know, something to offer transfer wise. Um, I've bought only worked on the business side, like partnering with, you know, tier one banks and, um, and corporate size businesses, uh, and, and you never really had an interaction with the end customer. Um, and that's where I sort of developed my experience really. I, I like it because it's, it's such a challenge to get right um, because it's, it's super complex making these solutions work for uh, an end customer that you don't have a direct relationship. But when you get it right, the, the potential is enormous. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's, that, that's very fair. Um, you know, we, we, we touched a little bit on, you know, transfer-wise being at, what, 0.75% per transaction fee. Um, could you talk a little bit more on Mission Zero and what, and like what the overarching goal is of Mission Zero? Yeah, totally. Um, so we, we believe we have a, we have a mission that um, sending money should be as easy uh, and as free as sending an email. Um, because it is an exchange of data, so we have a we have a target as a company to keep reducing fees, uh, and to a to an end point of um, eventually being free. Uh, and it's it's quite an ambition, but it, it's it's super motivating for for all of us at Transferwise because it means that the you, you never settle. It it can always be cheaper. And we, we have such a um, granular view of our of our costs, and because we're a cost plus um, margin price business, 
we see our costs as uh, as our customers' money. So we're all super, super careful about uh, limiting them where we can and, and reducing them um, as we scale. And then we pass those uh, savings on to our customers. So instead of increasing margin uh, as, our, as our costs reduce, we reduce our prices. Um, and again, it, it's, it will get us ever closer to being free, um, although uh, it's probably probably quite a few years off yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, 0.75%, you guys are getting close, right? So that's, that's no small feat. So you know what? You guys are doing, you guys are doing some incredible stuff. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's complex because the more, uh, the more available we get, so the more countries that TransferWise is available to, um, you know, the, the uh, consumers and businesses in each different market, each different currency pair um, adds further and further complexity to the model. Um, so um, we're on the one hand, keep investing in TransferWise to make things uh, faster and more scalable and um, more available. And then on the other hand, we, we're trying to reduce our costs at the same time to, um, to reduce our prices. Uh, so it's, it's a juggling act. It's not easy. Um, yeah, but it's, no, it's, uh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, we, we, uh, it's not easy, but it's, it's a cool problem to solve for um, yeah. because it means we're always, uh, we're always thinking about the customer and putting the customer first. Yeah, I mean, hey, like you, you, you said it yourself, right? The company's mission uh, is to make money transfer as easy as sending an email, right? It should be free that's no small feat and nor should it be easy, right? Like any, anything worth doing, anything that's going to change on a global scale of, you know, what TransferWise mission is, <laughs> you don't expect it to be easy and nor should it, right? If it feels easy. Yeah. Let's find a different problem to solve because yeah, it's, it's not that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it, and it goes back to how we were founded, you mm -hmm. know, our, our founders, Christo and Tavet met at a party in London and, uh, and my party days are behind me, but I've never talked about solving international payments uh, on a on a Saturday night um, with someone before. But uh, but thankfully they did, um, and they they just saw this need um, in the in the market to solve for. Um, and it's it's incredible, really, how far we've come in nine years. We're we're moving five billion dollars a month globally now. Oh, um, which is which is which is no small feat, but it's also a fraction of the um, you know the the total addressable market of of international payments. So we we still see ourselves as just getting started, really. Right. Wow. That's that, that that's that's a great mindset to have. Um. So you know now that we're in a pandemic, you know, uh, you know, world economy shut down, all the all the fun stuffs really happening. How has COVID nineteen um, you know impacted TransferWise, and how do you think is it has impacted the fintech space as a whole? Yeah, it's it's been a weird year, hasn't it? Um, uh, I mean, firstly, uh, you know, on a, an employee level, um, again, super proud of of our company. We we transitioned to fully remote working from home um, within a couple of days of. Um, of, uh, of the guidelines back in March. Um, and we transitioned pretty seamlessly, you know, to keep operationally servicing customers um, and continuing to, to develop um, uh, product changes. It's, it's no small thing to suddenly all be doing it from, um, from home, but uh, 
company was awesome in, in supporting employees and, and getting people what they needed very quickly to do it. Um, in terms of the space in general, uh, I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of companies cutting costs, um, which is super difficult decisions to make, um, you know, to, to lose staff through through this period. Um, you know, thankfully, we, uh, we haven't needed to do that. Um, so we've been able to um, keep progressing as a company um and uh you know keep keep advancing what we have um rather than rather than cutting back which is which is super cool yeah no that's i mean it that, that's incredible that you guys have uh yeah cutting costs <laughs> during during these times is uh is no fun uh for anybody um so you did briefly mention of like you know now that transferwise is opening up to more countries and like now you have more interesting challenges um you know my question for you is like, how do businesses go go global? And I guess like, could we like, could you give us like a mock, like go to global like plan? You know, you you can use transfer as an example or you know company X. Uh, well, use transfer as an example. Um, we we started with only having one currency pair. You know, we 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 started moving uh, euros to pounds and pounds to euros. And uh, this might surprise people from from where we are now, uh, but you know, TransferWise started on a spreadsheet um, of of people effectively peer to peer matching their um, their trades. We built this up over time so that um, we got uh, you know a a customer base in Europe um, and we started to expand within Europe. And then as we've gone, we've added, um, you know, people on the ground and new offices in, uh, in different markets. I think um, to then broaden out the answer to your question, it's super, super important to understand the market you're going into um, and how it differs from, from where you are today. Uh, so I think um, a discovery phase before before any investment is probably the um, the first step to look at uh, is there a need for for the business that's been created in that market you know what how is how is the the market served today by um, uh, by other players um, and is the uh, is the business that you're bringing in gonna gonna ultimately help people or or businesses with um, with their with their needs? You know, in in the way that we've evolved globally, um, there is a global need to move money internationally, and consumers and small medium businesses are typically underserved in every market um, by by legacy banks. So we we've found that um, that need globally. Yeah, I mean um understanding yeah no you brought up a good point understanding does the country uh, need your business <laughs> could you help them could you help people could you help businesses i think it, it seems like a very silly question uh to like ask yourself but by all means it's it's probably the one of the best questions to ask yourself like hey are we needed in singapore like are we needed in thailand like are we needed in these countries oh no we're not okay cool we'll move on the countries where we are needed and then we'll do like discovery phase and all that fun stuff and it's it's important to get the cultural differences right as well because um you know it's obviously english is is a predominantly spoken language worldwide and to my detriment i've never really learned a second language because i've never really had to but mm -hmm. um you know we 
we pride ourselves that our um, our content is available in in eleven different languages, um, and it's not just translated, you know, through through um, Google Translate or or something. It's translated by someone who is is bilingual, um, yeah. and all that stuff is super important um, in in you know moving in into a new market where uh, you perhaps didn't have the presence or the brand name previously. Right. Yeah, I know. As, as you're saying that, I just got flashback to my international business course. And my professors are like, anytime you go to a new country, make sure you learn the culture, make sure you learn the language, make sure you learn all the customary things. You can't bring your Canadian slash American ass <laughs> there and expect everything's going to go in dandy. The way you do business in Abu Dhabi compared to the business you do in the United States is completely different. I just, he had that drilled in our heads and I just I'm like, oh, okay, you got a little flashback in class. Ooh, got a little jitters. <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, no, no. it's good. No, it's totally fine. It's it's a good lesson. I mean, like again, it's such an it's a, such an obvious thing of like, obvi- hey, of course you go to a new you go to a new country, you want to learn their culture, so you can learn all their like little intricacies, so you don't you know, accidentally disrespect them or accidentally mess up somewhere, and then you know, jeopardizing this whole thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So, you know. When it comes to making strategic partnerships, uh, what are some things that business owners should be looking for? Um, you know, you're part of the B, you're, you're you're part of the business to business side, right? So, what what should be what should business owners keep in mind? What should they be looking for? Uh, so, to answer from uh, from our point of view first, maybe um, yeah, yeah, you know, we 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 can look at uh, transferwise partnerships from. Uh, from sort of two two vantage points, uh, are we partnering with a with a business or a bank, and it enhances their product directly, um, and sort of drives volumes through through our product, or are we partnering the other way around, and uh, their product is enhancing our product? If this makes sense. Um, so, where we focus as a team um, is is looking at both. Um, and transfer-wise, you know, I said we're, we're sort of nine years old. We're we're even younger on a partnership side. So we we started partnering with um, you know with banks uh, initially N26, you know, Monzo in the UK, EQ in Canada, etc. Um, and then on on the on the non-bank side, we've we've partnered with Zero. We've just recently partnered with Emburse, which is a global expense management system. And they're all similar in the respect that uh, our payment services are now available to to the partners' customers. Um, the other way around to do it is to is to use uh, a partner's capabilities and make them available to our customers. So um, we do this with uh, you know reconciliation bank feed links in in accounting software. Um, we do it with payment partners. So we, we partner with um, Alipay in, in China to process payments to, to their, their wallet holders. Um, so it, it, it really can be both, both directions, but the, the, it has to add value. You know, it has to add value either way. Um, otherwise, it's maybe not strategic. Right. No, I mean, if it doesn't add value, then <laughs> it can't be strategic, right? It's like again, like what's the point? What do you? Why are we doing this? If not, if not, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? Um, 
Okay. So for a startup, I mean, uh, a lot of, I've, a lot of people in my circle, I come from startup world. I mean, so do you, um, for startup. So for startups, what partnerships should they be looking for and how would they go about doing it? Uh, it's a good question. So from, from, um, we get approached, uh, all the time from from startups uh about partnership opportunities and it's tough from from the um you know from the vantage point of the startup uh it's it's difficult to get uh get attention and not be ignored because there's you know there's there's so many different um different requests all the time so i think the advice that i would give is is understand the specific edge that you have you know understand what you are bringing to the table and be super clear if that is going to add value to the um, to the business you're trying to partner with. You know, we get requests all the time that uh, the inbound request says we're a perfect fit for your customer base, and um, there isn't really a deep dive on on why or or how. Um, and I think the the analysis that qualification piece is is super important before before reaching out, before um, trying to make contact with potential partners, it's understanding, is it the right fit? Is it the customer base that would, um, that would benefit through a partnership? And, um, and make that decision carefully because partnerships are a lot of work. They're, they're not easy to get right. And, and there are a lot of um, investment on both sides. And the risk of partnering with a, with a startup is there might be no return um for the for the would-be partners so um you know take all of that into account before just you know casting a net out to see who who replies and i think that detailed qualification up front um can can make you know conversion percentages much more successful uh with uh with would-be partners yeah so you boys you heard that you just need to make sure you do your homework before you approach alistair don't just give him a shotgun approach don't elevator pitch this Come with, come with a detailed plan if you want to partner with transfers. That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. I don't want to come across in the wrong way, but like the um, getting someone to look at something, uh, it's it's got to be good, you know, to yeah. to in, initially get the attention, but also keep the attention. Um, because there's so much opportunity and so much work out there to um, to focus on. Um, yeah. So getting getting super clear on that initial pitch, um, and we fine tune ours all the time. You know, yeah. the, the, there isn't there isn't a silver bullet to the to the perfect outreach, but um, you know, continuing to fine tune it and and make it specific to the audience that you're um, you're sending it to, uh, yeah. I think is is super important. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot like, I know we, we joked about this before the show, but like, it's, it, it's a lot like dating, right? It's like, you want to make sure that like everything, everything aligns, right? You can't speed date this. You can't like, you can't take the Tinder and like online dating approach. I'm just like, Hey, I'm just going to blast email blast a hundred companies. And then 10 of them might, might say hi. And then one of them might be a strategic partner. That's not the approach we should be taking at all. Right. We, oh, it, it, it's awful and it, it you can really tell when you're yeah, just getting yeah, a generic yeah, email you can definitely tell. and it's it's the it's the same approach that you then get two three four five follow-up emails um and it's it's 
it's annoying. It's really off-putting. And uh, if you if you don't make a positive impact on the stakeholder you're trying to get in touch with, they're not even going to look at what you're saying after a point. Um, it's it's absolutely not the right approach to just start hassling people because the the urgency is on your side, not on their side. Yeah, that's wow. That, that, that's a really good point. I think a lot of people. That's a really good point. Yeah, the urgency is always on their side. It's never on your side because, like, hey, you're reaching out to me. Like, what? Right. <laughs> why do you? Why is there a timeline all of a sudden? I'm just saying hi. I thought this was just <laughs> coffee. What? I'm just here for my double double. Like, what's going on here? This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so. Alistair, how would you, so, you know, now that you guys are expanding, right, you guys are entering more, like, you guys are entering more countries, um, how do you guys network into another country? Do you guys, like, how do you, do you find people of influence? Do you reach out to other startups? Do you find, like, how is the, like, what, like, how is the approach of when it comes to entering new countries? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all those things, and certainly this year has made it harder, Mm. um, uh, you know, the, the way that we like to do it is to go to conferences um, and, and go to relevant conferences for our industry and needs, um, and then, uh, you know, either do speaking or, um, or network through, through other attendees. So we've, and the, the virtual conference circuit isn't isn't really the same for networking. So um, what we've had to do uh, in the last year is is honestly just you know spend more time on LinkedIn than we we probably did before. I think that uh, everybody's probably at home more at the moment, and everybody's online more at the moment. Uh, so you know, talk to people. Um, you know in an online way rather than in person, which isn't as good, uh, but it's, it's all that we can do right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, you're talk, talking to anybody through LinkedIn. Uh, it's, it's, it's never fun. It's very, it feels very impersonal, but I mean, you know, now that we are moving in a more digitalized world, I mean, you know, we're both in the digital space. It's, it's somewhat inevitable. If anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I get get Zoom fatigue at the end of the day because you're just talking into your Mac all day. But um, it's it's where we are at the moment, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, and, it uh, is. I mean, I have a, I thankfully I have, I have a painting of my my youngest sister. She drew uh, like a lake by a dock. So I kind of just look at that and I imagine myself like at a lake house, just like okay, yeah, we're good. Okay, we're good. Back 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 to Zoom call. Back back to back to back to the meeting. We're good. To go. <laughs> I love, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, our, our apartment at home, every every inch of wall is covered in a, in the artwork or photographs. Or, or yeah, whatever. it helps. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah. Like, it, like it helps you zone out for a little bit. Like, okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Just, just, just make it through this meeting. Then we got five more and then we're good to go. And then we're done. Just five more and we're done. <laughs> and then we can move and it's, on. Uh, oh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's better for the waistline than constant trips to the fridge for snacks as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're telling, you're telling me I'm, I'm miserable. I'm, I'm dieting right now. Oh goodness me. That's not, it's not a fun time in my, in my house. Uh, for me, for everyone else, having a great time eating chocolate bars, doing God knows what, making cookies in front of me. It's fantastic. Good, good, good times for me. 
<laughs> so answer what are some you know what are what are some of the trends uh and insights that you have your that, that you have your eye on um you know yeah yeah what, what what are things that are like what are you know be it in fintech be it in any of the other spaces what are things that are, like pique your interest yeah yeah cool um i mean i i think again maybe i'm sort of going back over the the previous answer but mm-hmm. uh with everybody being at home, um, I think the the adoption of, of fintech in in older generations, older populations, is is increased quite a lot this year, um, and it's cool. You know, it's 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 cool that uh, a lot of consumers are are starting to question what they were using previously and look for uh, you know disruptive technologies that are perhaps serving their needs better than. Um, than how they were using them before. Um, so, thankfully, we're we're in that space, um, and we're finding that uh, you know we're we're still still being used regularly um, by by you know our, our previous customer base and 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 new ones as well. Uh, I think the other other trend that's interesting that's related to transferwise is uh, is regulators you know showing an increasing interest in fintech. Um, you know whether it's uh, through um, getting sandbox access. You know that we've seen in certain markets and and seeing how there can be improvements. So not just being reactive to to change, but actually you know building um, building a need to be part of it, which is you know which is super cool. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna. I don't want to interrupt. I was gonna say finally. Good goodness, me. <laughs> finally. Man, I've been in this. I've been in this space for what three years. I've been here about regulators from day one. Like, there's, there's, yeah. You, you can probably, yeah. Like, if I take all the episodes together, I can probably section out a good three hours of just talking about regulators and just like go like, hey, you know, now, like now that they're willing to listen, it's like, hey, you know, this new wave, you know, the new, like, the new wave of money is coming. Uh, this is the cool stuff that we're doing. Would you like to be a part of it? Previously, no. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. Now, oh hey, how's it going? Saw that email you sent eight months back. Da 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 da. It's like, oh come on. I mean, hey, better late than never. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll take it. We'll um, take it. I mean, and uh, and we've always um, we've always pushed them to uh, you know look at change and and look at is is the customer being served in the right way? And and one example is Singapore. You know, I'm going back a little, little, yeah, yeah, please, little bit. But uh, you previously had to um, review someone's documentation for a, an account with Transferwise in person. So we had to have people in in person, and and customers would have to come to the office and have their IDs checked in person. Um, and we petitioned that this was woefully out of date, and it should yeah. be moved online, and um, and it is now. Um, and it's just it's it's an example where we we push and it's it's we do similar things with uh, transparent fees um, and we we push for legislation to be um, become the norm that consumers and businesses should understand and be very aware of what they're paying um, for for cross border payments. Yeah, and you know, digitizing the online check-ins that just it's the whole i mean yeah your guys's whole role is to make things as seamless as easy as possible right the goal is to make this as simple as an email 
And this is one of the many ways that's going to happen. And then, uh, I understand in, in Canada, there's going to be, um, you know, a faster payment system and yeah. uh, some changes to the, uh, you know, the licensing and stuff. And it's, it's all cool. It's all great because it, it, it means that the, the customer ends up with, with a better service, uh, which, is, which is awesome. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, on, onward and upward, right? If anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alistair, to wrap this up, um, is there any, any last little tidbits uh, you want to give the audience? Any, any little golden nuggets before, you know, before we close this guy out? Um, I guess we just talk about why, why partnerships are important. Please, um, please. As, especially in this, uh, I don't know if it's post-COVID world or current COVID world. Or, I, think, um, I think we're still, I mean, both of them were in inside. Yeah, yeah, still COVID, COVID, yeah, COVID world. I, I think we're still in it, um, unfortunately. But, um, you know, the, the, the need for partnerships, I think, is, is very clear um, in finance because um, you can bring uh, improvements to the, to the service that you're offering through for a relatively low build effort. Um, instead of going about and, and trying to do it for yourself. So, you know, banks partner with us so they don't have to hold all the correspondent banking relationships. Uh, and non-banks partnership, partner with us because um, they don't have the ability to, to make payments at all. Uh, and we can, we can partner and we can give these, give these services um, to their customers through, um, you know, a, a few months of... Um, investment and effort uh, and I think they're going to increasingly um, grow in importance partnerships in the market because uh, everybody's looking to streamline costs and, and um, invest as little as possible for, for higher returns and um, obviously I'm a little bit biased working in partnerships but hey, yeah. um, I, I you know see, see an increasing need for, um, for them especially in the, in the fintech space. Yeah, I mean, um, to I mean, again, to to your point, it it's more important now more than ever, right? Now that you know we're so <laughs> we're so more or less isolated, it strategic partnerships is going to be the only way now uh, and probably moving forward uh, for you to get in the door, <laughs> let alone find the door <laughs> of or window, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use uh, to just help you know you as a business owner and just to help you further you know, expand your business. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Alistair, what would be the best way for our audience to find you if they want to either, you know, talk to you personally or, you know, ask more questions about TransferWise so they can learn more and or most likely my mom will probably want to know more. So what's the best way? <laughs> we'll bring it uh, back. LinkedIn's my, um, my sort of go-to uh, for social media. So um, you can find me, Alistair Thompson, TransferWise, quite easily and such. Um, and uh, be super happy to chat to, um, you know, chat to listeners and, uh, and stuff. If it's, if it's understanding, you know, super complex things that TransferWise can solve, I'd, I'd recommend our, our help center in FAQ because uh, you'll get a clearer answer than, than from me directly. But, um, you know, super, super keen to talk on a, on a business level and you can, you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay, awesome. Uh, Alistair, thank you so much for hopping on the show and I'm super excited to 
have you again hopefully in person <laughs> in, yeah in that's covid world oh yeah that'd be awesome that'd be awesome thank you so much for having me yeah no worries you've been listening to fintech fridays brought to you by ncfa and partners tune in weekly for the latest fintech friday podcast by subscribing to this channel the National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment fintech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org. Oh, yeah! 